roof of the big house. The big house? Yeah. It was quiet. I thought about the Stewart family's compound, comprising a Victorian house and a number of single and double-wide trailers. And what was he doing on the roof of the big house? She pulled the hood back from her face. The heater from my truck was just beginning to bring the temperature inside the vehicle to pass the ice age. For the first time, I noticed she had enormous brown eyes and a lovely heart-shaped face. It was spoiled by dirty blonde hair, but she was pretty in a shop-worn way. She had learned that to captivate men, you must treat them with the utmost attention. I'd only been in the cab with Gina for ten minutes, and I was already dizzy. Of course, that could have been from the less-than-legal fumes floating off the two. She looked at Duane, and so did I, figuring that the rest of the saga was his to tell. Duane Stewart had dropped out of school at the age of fourteen with his parents' consent, because he was, in an internal combustion sense, gifted. If you had any type of motor-driven vehicle produced before 1972, Duane could fix it. He and his Uncle Morris at a ramshackle mechanic's shop that was on the road to the junkyard, which was the family's other going concern. Thickly built, he had a few pimples scattered across his face that reminded me how young he still was, early twenties at best. His eyes hunted mine, but he ducked away and cleared his throat. Yeah, huh? We was cleaning out the chimney. I watched the blue and red lights from my truck that joined with the yellow ones from the EMT van behind us as they raced across the hillsides. In February? He looked at his new wife again and then back to me. Yeah, huh? I took a breath and leaned back in my seat. Maybe we need to start at the beginning. The young man tipped his grease-stained cap back on his head. It read, Hemi. The chimney of the big house gets stopped up in the winter after you burn it for a few months, so we dip a mop in kerosene and force it down the flue to clean it out. Kerosene? Yeah. He warmed to the story and began gesturing with his hands, the work embedded in the swirls of his fingerprints and nails. I'd have done it, but I'm afraid of heights, and Grampus is agile. He can climb out that top window on the gable end and get a hold of the gutter and swing a leg up onto the roof. He made the statement as if it should have settled everything. It hadn't. So, the rope, it's slippery up there with the ice, so he tied it to his waist and slung it over the peak, and I tied her off to the classic. It was coming all too clear now. He nodded as he studied my face. Yeah, huh? I was in the backyard watching Grampus when Gina come around the house and said she was going to the store and did we need anything. I told her no, and then she left. I covered the smile that was creeping onto my face with a hand. The classic is the car that your grandfather was tied to? The Oldsmobile? Yeah, huh? We heard the car door slam and the motor catch, and that's when Grampus and me looked at each other. It was about then that the rope went tight. His calloused hand smacked the palm of his other and leaped forward. Grampus fell over backward, and then he shot up the roof and over the other side. Dwayne, you stupid prick, how am I supposed to know you've got Grampus tied to the back of the car? His neck stretched in indignation. We, 
We do it every year. He turned back to me. We dumped snow beside the driver, so I figure he landed on that, but with the forward momentum, I don't figure he hit anything solid till he took out the mailbox at the end of the driveway. I went ahead and rested my head on the steering wheel anyway. Gina rejoined the conversation. We always park the car facing forward so you can see both ways when you pull out. Then there was an accusation just to even the score. People drive too fast on that road, Sheriff. Duane reached a hand out and played with the coiled cord that led to the mic clipped to my dash and then gestured toward his partner in crime. I guess we're lucky nobody ran over him before she got stopped. I raised my head and nodded. A local sculptor had made the first 911 call when the junk man had slid by him. Mike Thomas said,